the model series. Yes, because they're out okay. there. Okay. Hey, hold on. Yeah. There you go. You're live. I've been coming to Darlington Raceway for as long as I can remember. Dale Earnhardt is about to win the sixth of the last... There's so much history here. Elliott now midway between turns three and four, looking for one million Darlington has some of the toughest races. Burton looks down to the inside. He'll not be able to... I've watched my heroes leave here in both victory and defeat. And Cale Yarbrough as your leader. Here goes Gant, right down to the inside. That's the kind of racing in the old days you used to see at Darlington. Physical for the last five laps. There's no other place like Darlington. For the bottom. They are three wide on the back straightaway. I'm Dale Earnhardt Jr., driver of the number 88 nationwide Chevy SS. We are celebrating Darlington's throwback race weekend with a special Grey Ghost paint scheme honoring NASCAR icon Buddy Baker. Come join me and the entire NASCAR family as we pay tribute to the history and heritage of our sport at Darlington Raceway. The tradition continues Sunday, September 4th at the Bojangles Southern 500. Reserve your seats now by calling 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. It's Monday night, and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comment. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. It's Monday night, and we're ready to get rowdy. And tonight, helping me with Buckled In is the Chi-Town Duel, Chi-Town Mark, and Jack Jeff. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Hey, Rowdy, how you doing? Doing great, guys, doing great. Another, another great weekend of racing. Oh, Rowdy, it was. Jeff and I had a blast Friday night at... Uh... Lucas Oil Raceway covering the race and watching all the action and the surprise finish. Uh, and I think it was kind of a surprise finish, don't you, Jeff? Oh, very much so, very much so. I think uh, Dalton got some uh, help from above the, in the skies to help win that race with the rain shower. Yep, that, that caution sure threw everything into a, a complete uh, different finish. It, it really did. General tires, guys. You save when you save yourself for the general tires at the end of the race. You're gonna be. You just hope for a good, fast finish because they're gonna bring you to the top. You know, Roddy, that's Roddy, been the, the only other car we can think of that had put tires on, and that was laps earlier was Austin Theriot, and uh, uh, he was moving through the field real nicely too with those fresh tires. So yeah, fresh tires made a big, big difference. Well, that's the name of the game all year long, guys. Those tires, man. I think who could ever bolt those tires on last usually wins the race. Well, Austin, I watched a little recap uh, that they had, and Austin said that he thought he might have come just a little too quick to get his. Well, of course, it worked out perfect for, for Dalton Sargent. And Chad Finney? Because both them guys saved themselves for the last, last what, 20 laps, 22 laps? Yes, they did, Roddy. Yeah, but how, how much longer could they have waited? Because you never know, Roddy. But, you know, like Dalton just happened to get lucky from the rain. You know, if that rain wouldn't have come, 
it would have been a different story. You know, Dalton, I don't think we'd be talking about Dalton as a winner. So, how can you, it's hard to say they came too early for tires when there wasn't that many laps left to go. So, no, I think that's was my it opinion. Straight, I think that if the track hadn't have been as warm as it was, that it was, we'd have been in trouble. If it had been an early, early spring race and temperatures been cooler, it would have probably been a completely different drying. Took longer and, and Hey, you're exactly right. The rain played the whole part of the of the race. That was the deciding factor that you never can you never can count on. Yeah, Roddy, you're right. Uh, and you never know what that caution was going to come, or if it was going to rain, or it wasn't going to rain. Uh, it just happened that uh, that the cards fell in Dalton's favor, and uh, Jeff's right. He was able. He he. Everything just kind of fell into place for him, and he got his tires, and he was able to take it on for the win. Well, I think we was uh, we we witnessed another great ARCA race. I thought it was really, really good race, pretty caution free. Yeah, yeah there was I, only I, six. There were six cautions for fifty-seven laps. That's how, that's how many cautions we had in the race. I I can't. I didn't think it was that many, Jeff, and uh, uh, 57 laps of the 200. I didn't realize it was that many. There was a lot yeah. of long, there was a lot of long green flag lap runs, though. Yeah, there was, but yeah, but they ended up having six cautions for a total of 57 laps. Well, we were shocked when we uh, found out that uh, Nashville, what was 92 or 93 laps caution. Uh, Almost half it, the race. And it didn't feel like it. I mean, it was this action, action, action. They got the cars, they got the track clean quick. And then after the race with those composite bodies, I know that some folks took some hits, but for 93 laps, and we went in, I took pictures of all the wrecked cars. They wasn't like three wrecked cars that you could actually tell it was hurt. Well, Rowdy, it just you know, uh, they're 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 trying to go with a more modern uh, uh, theme and and uh, uh, more cost effective uh, body. Uh, you just can't go wrong with those composite bodies right now. They hold their shape, they bend, but they don't break. Hey, they they're working down in the late models, aren't they, guys? Super late models. You see the five star panels on those cars. <laughs> Yes, sir. They've been doing that for years, and I'm sure they're used a lot of their technology that uh, the super late models have been using for the past few years to help develop those cars. So, uh, yeah, with, with you know, we've talked about it many times on the show between the composite body and the the general tires and the Ilmore engines. It's a uh, it's a really great uh, situation for Arca right now. Well, Mark, you know, I don't want to touch talk a whole lot about uh, NASCAR and the crowd they had, and it's my opinion solely. Uh, I think people struggling with NASCAR need to come over and check us out because I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy what you see, and you're going to really get your money's worth when you come. You're going to get more than your money's worth when you come to the track. You know what, Roddy? I don't know if I'm using the right term or not. And you, you know, you and Jeff, uh, you know, fire in after I'm done. But uh, 
I think ARCA is a more condensed version of uh, of NASCAR and uh, and a good one at that. Uh, you're not at the track for four or five hours. You're there for your races are lasting less than two hours. So uh, uh, you're not there over time. You're not there, you know, seven eight hours for the you know the day. You're there for three or four, and you're out of there. And if you have a family, that's a big big importance. I think yeah, so, you're too. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right, right, Mark. Like, even a race on Saturday night. It only took an hour and 49 minutes and six seconds for that race to be over with. And, and you know, even with 66 cautions for 50, 57 of those laps are under caution. So, yeah, that only took an hour and basically an hour and 50 minutes to do that race. Well, guys, you can. i tell you what you can do. You go out there, grab your scissor tent that everybody's got at home, a couple of lawn chairs, a grill, grab the kids. It's not going to cost you the arm in the bank. I know what NASCAR tickets cost. Been there, ain't going to pay it. Not going to pay that money for those big prices. I'm sorry. I'm going to sit in the cheap seats and have as good a thrill as anybody can up wherever you're at. I just want to be inside the house. And with ARCA, you can take the kids and – that's a great tailgate. Four hours at the go watch qualifying, go back out and eat, watch you cook, go back in and watch the race, be home in no time. Yeah, that that race started nine o'clock Eastern time, eight o'clock Central time, and uh, the race is over before ten and over eleven. So at eleven o'clock, ten o'clock, in both time zones, is when your you know your local news usually comes on. And, uh, you know, you can be home by the time that local news is over. And your kids will never forget it. No, they'll have a good time. And there's nothing like going out and, you know, firing up some burgers and hot dogs and sausage or whatever you care for. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's affordable. It's, uh, the time, the timing is right. You know, everything's, uh, just really much better with ARCA than it is with the bigger series. Well, listen, guys, you know, uh, as well as meeting Josie last year, I also got to meet, was introduced to super late models and late models through Mark. And uh, I'm in love with them cars, man. Hey, we don't no more get done. And I, Hey, we get done in October, then we roll into the, to the 400 over in Nashville at the fairgrounds. Wow, Rowdy, it won't. It'll be here before we know it. And I know Jeff and I were talking about it a little bit. Uh, that's one of our favorites. It's what a good race, what a good weekend. Uh, the the Nashville Fairground Speedway puts on one heck of a show. And uh, if you're looking for something to do the last weekend of September, the first weekend of October, head down to Nashville and see some really good racing. After you check out the ARCA series, of course. That's right. Hey, uh, guys! I'll tell you, we got we got a special guest and a and a winner there at Jefferson. And let me get it's. Uh, I think I give him the wrong number, guys. You know the fat number syndrome I got here is one digit off, and I'm gonna send in the number. We're gonna have our first guest on, and it's the so. Well, Rowdy, uh, we'll. We'll uh, 
uh, we'll wait on that, and, and we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about Friday night and uh, the amenities hey, we were able to have. We, we met Friday some, night uh, was wonderful. Friday night we, was we wonderful. We met the prince of uh, stock car racing. We met Kyle Petty, and uh, Jeff was able to get a quick snapshot with him. Uh, very personable, very likable, very nice fellow, and uh, kudos to Kyle. Uh, he's not only a great TV announcer, he's just a great guy, period. Yeah, he was, Mark, because, you know, some of these guys in an ass from NASCAR, it's just, it seems like they don't want to give you the time of day, but Kyle was very personable. Every time you wanted stuff, you know, needed it, he was uh, more than happy to do it. He was. He was, and he was very cordial and uh, not not standoffish at all. He was more than willing and, and uh, he was there to, to watch his nephew race, and uh, that's what he was there for. And uh, he was enjoying himself just like the rest of us. Hey, kudos, kudos to uh, Richard Petty being there, too. We just missed him. Uh, well, that would have been great if we could have met Richard. Uh, uh, you know what? It doesn't get much better than that, Rowdy. I know, guys. Well, listen, let's bring on our first guest for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Victory Lane as Rowdy and Mark visit with this week's winner. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome Wyatt Brooks. Hey, welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Wyatt. Yeah, thanks, Hardy. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, congratulations on your win in Jefferson. Yeah, definitely, thanks. That's a pretty cool-looking little track. Do you get to race there? Is that kind of your home track? No, definitely not. That was my second time there, actually, um, for the Tundra race. I was there last year and had a little different results last year, but this year kind of came all together, and that track is, is pretty wild. One corner low as can be on the bottom of the next corner you're running against the wall bonsaiing it in there and hanging on so it was a pretty cool experience and i wasn't really expecting out the outcome but uh i'll take it <laughs> well what kind of explain to us and tell our audience how you got to to where you at and where you started from what gave you the racing bug fever well it all started with my dad i grew up watching him race uh Peter Stocks and Super Stocks at Golden Sand Speedway, which is actually my home track. And um, I think it was my golden birthday. I was I turned six and uh, bought me a go-kart, and he asked if I wanted to race it, and I jumped on it. So I started racing go-karts around six years old and hopped into race cars at around 14, but uh, kind of focused on school and sports. I was a pretty big athlete in high school. but And then uh, after high school, kind of got into racing full-time, and Got a track championship in the Super Stocks at Golden Sands, and this is my second year running Super Late Models. So I'm kind of kind of green green to uh, Super Late Model racing still, but it's certainly come to me. Well, we were fortunate enough to get to go. I was fortunate enough to get to go to several last year and, and plan and got them on. We were talking about it before you called in. Uh, I, I'm, I tell you, I like it. It's it's fast, it's exciting, and a lot of talent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mark, I'm going to throw you over to Mark. What? You're with Mark, live. 
Hi, Wyatt. Four. Mark here, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Congratulations on your win. I unfortunately wasn't able to be there with Jeff on Saturday. We're usually at the races together, but uh, I know Jefferson well, and uh, uh, that's a tough little racetrack. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Jefferson is no joke. It's probably one of the tougher racetracks in Wisconsin. I'd, I'd put it right alongside Katana. Oh, even with the difference in size, Wyatt? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, well, I think I was watching a video, and they were, we were only hitting like 90 miles an hour at Jefferson, but it sure seems a lot faster with uh, with the cornering <laughs> there because one corner, you know, you're going as slow as can be, and the next corner your bond's on, you're running against the wall. So it, it's a unique track, and it's something I've never really raced before. It was my second time there, and, and, and uh, it, it's a fun little bowling. Well, well, as a spectator and a fan, uh, I really enjoy Jefferson. I think I have a, uh, an affiliate affliction with a quarter-mile high-banked oval. So uh, Jefferson, uh, Rockford, uh, Anderson in Indiana. Then there's quite a few others, too. Uh, what what other series do you run? Or do you, you run uh, uh, Golden Sands Weekly. Do you run any other tracks, or, or do you run any Midwest Tour races? Uh, we're actually looking into one Midwest Tour race, and that's at my home track at Golden Sands. That's coming up soon, I think. Um, kind of got to go through the rule books and see what we have to change on the cars for that. But that's definitely an interest. But mostly Tundra Series. I'm running the Wisconsin Challenge Series. I just came off a third-place finish at, actually, Sands in that series. And uh, Tundra, obviously, and then, like you said, weekly at Sands. And kind of some specials here and there. You'll see me at Wassa this Saturday the Jesus Memorial Race, which is a pretty big race for our uh, race team. Um, that's why I run my number after is Larry Deegans. And, uh, yeah, there's some shows here and there, hopefully Oktoberfest by the end of the year, too. Well, it's kind of surprising you would mention Larry Deegans. Uh, I was a big Larry Deegans fan. I first saw him start racing in Wisconsin Dells because that's where my family's from, although I didn't live there. I spent quite a bit of time there. One of my favorite racetracks, and Larry was one of my favorite drivers. And uh, uh, I happened to be at the, the races that day where uh, he uh, we, we lost him, and uh, uh, that's a that's a memory I'm not real fond of. No, definitely. And um, we, we're very close with Margo too. My dad grew up with the Wimmer boys. Uh, he's a little older than Scott and Chris, but uh, he was always really close with Margo. And obviously, Margo is the daughter of Larry. And um, like I said, uh, we, uh, my number, the num- number 25 has always been run after Larry Deegans. And my dad has never said anything negative. He's always been positive. He was my dad's hero growing up. And uh, obviously I never met Larry. I was, I'm was i a little young, but I wish I could have met him from all the stories I've heard of him. And now he kind of came up from, from nothing to being one of the greater short track drivers in the state. And it's sad that he we lost him so soon because he was definitely up and coming still. And, uh, yeah, we have a kind of a special surprise for the DGNs. We're getting a vintage car out here that's going to kind of commemorate one of his cars. So hopefully uh, you guys Are can you going to paint it up like one of his old challengers? Yeah, we actually are going to – it's a Camaro body. It's going to be uh, like his maroon – it was his copper-colored car. Oh, I boy. I think he ran that car at the Milwaukee that Mile. Was a pretty, that's a pretty race car. I, I, I'm looking forward to hope I get a chance to see that, Wyatt. Yeah, it's been a struggle because we've been trying to find the paint chip. I guess uh, there's an old bed frame that was painted up for one of the Limmer boys, and uh, 
and take a flake off that, and we're hoping we got the color <laughs> match close enough. But uh, we'll see because that color kind of got lost in time. It 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 did it did it's it's quite a few years ago and and now I know why your number looks so familiar to me on the side of your car uh, that that's the way he had his number almost all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I I want to again congratulate you on your win. I uh, hope you move up in the points a little bit more and you're uh, you you get closer to that championship and uh, have a great season. And when we see you at the track, I'm definitely gonna. Stop by and I'm going to say hello, Wyatt. Awesome. I'll be expecting that. Thanks so much for being on the show. Congratulations again. I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. And, Jeff, uh, it's off to you, buddy. All right. Hey, Wyatt, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show. And, again, uh, congratulations on your win Saturday night. Uh, it was, I was glad to meet you there and I'm glad to get you on the show with us so we can uh, give you a little bit of exposure. Uh, can you uh, talk talk to people about the Tundra series? Uh, can you tell people like what the series is about? What kind of tracks you're running? Yeah, definitely. Tundra series is is one of the greater series in the in the state, in my opinion. Um, it's a low money. You know, you pay your eighteen hundred bucks at the beginning of the year, and all your tires are paid for. Um, for the most part, you get three free tires each race, and then um, you get four free pit passes for your crew members too. So, I mean, to race the series, you're actually coming out ahead at the end of the year. And um, we run everywhere from Kakana, La Crosse, which is where we ran the last two. And then we have Sands coming up and Wassa and then uh, the Delves. And um, Jefferson was just recent, and that's obviously the one where I scored big on. But it's just a great series overall, and there's good competition. And you're, you're racing against new people almost every week, every uh every race that they have, and it's just a very unique uh, racing format that I had never actually seen until I jumped into the Tundra. Now, with the variety of tracks you're running at, do you find, is it hard to adapt to from track to track, or which ones do you find harder to run at? Definitely. Uh, the half miles I'm still getting used to. I grew up on all the short the short tracks, um, quarter mile to the third mile. I My first time out in Kakana, I... I was pretty nervous, but it, it's uh, they're, they're fun tracks, and, and when you have a good car underneath you and a, and a solid team and you're comfortable with, with your surroundings, um, it kind of comes to you. But definitely the bigger tracks right now are my uh, weak point. Um, I'm getting pretty accustomed to the short tracks. I've done pretty good at Sands and Jefferson now, and the Dells I'm still kind of working on. But going from track to track, it's definitely tricky when, when you're uh, – pretty green to racing still in the super late models but it, it it comes pretty quick too at the same time now your affiliation with uh jordan teal how, how has that been for you and how is that working between you two communicating i think he's been around for a while how's that you, you bounce a lot of stuff off him to help you out oh yes definitely uh jt is been racing for about 10 years, I want to say, in the Super Late Model, so he knows his way around most of the tracks, and his home track is Kakana, so when I ask you Kakana, I mean, I bother him. I pester him, and just ask him question after question, but uh, he's very good about it, and he, he fills me in and helps me out here and there, and, and um, he's very fast wherever he goes. I mean, he's not just Kakana. He's good wherever, and he's had some, uh, some struggles this year with just uh, mechanical failures, and he's had a, probably a top five car every single race, but he just can't get over that hump of, of bad luck. But once he does, I think he'll get his uh, couple future wins in. Now, do you guys uh, work out of the same shop? Your cars come out of the same shop, or 
are you guys kind of separated but still affiliated with each other? Yeah, uh, he actually lives in Darboy, which is about 45 minutes uh, east of the race shop, and we actually house all four cars in our three-car shop. It's pretty hard to fit all of them in there, but we managed to. And, uh, yeah, all four cars are here, and and we work on them almost every night. And, uh, you know, we all have full-time jobs, but it's nice for him to come out. Actually, tomorrow is shop night, so he'll come out tomorrow night, and he usually comes out on the weekends, too, to come help work on his car and help us out because, it's usually just a two-man crew in the shop on uh, on every day of the week except for Tuesday because uh, everyone else has a full-time job and they all have their own life to live, so we don't expect everyone to be there to help. But, I mean, they, Steve, who is JT's dad, has been an awesome supporter of us too. Those two guys, when they got together with uh, my dad and Chris Brooks, um, we all just gelled, and me and JT get along so well. We're the same person, um, same personalities. Uh, he's a little older than me, but doesn't seem like it at times because he's still a kid at heart like I am. And uh, it's just going so well and so smooth right now that I couldn't ask for anything better. All right, Wyatt, I appreciate the time. And, uh, again, congratulations on your win. And uh, hope hope to see you again out there. And I'm going to turn you back over to Roddy. Thank you. Thanks, Mark, Jeff. Wyatt, I tell you, that's uh, – I hadn't – the Tundra Series – that's not a bad – I know it's expensive to get there, but these other two guys know how expensive it is to buy tires each race weekend, and it's expensive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I like I said, the, you pay 1800 bucks just to enter the series, and you're good for the whole year. You don't spend any money unless you have more than five crew members coming to the pits or, or you know, obviously your wreck or something. But like you said, to get to your car ready to go to the racetrack is definitely going to bite you in the butt still. Why, when's, what's your next race? Next race is this Saturday at Wasp for the Degens race. And then uh, after that, I think I think it might I think it might be the Arca race at uh, the Sands. I think we're going to try getting the car ready for that. Well, listen, uh Kind of tell everybody about your sponsors and how we can kind of follow you on social media. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my biggest primary sponsor I'd like to thank is uh, Powered by Potatoes. Um, they have a spudmobile that actually travels the Midwest, or the yeah, the Midwest, and um, they're going to be down in Indiana this weekend. But we do a lot with them. Um, we we uh, we're part of the Lambo field trip with them. We go to Lambo, uh, the Packers Stadium. For a, for a night to watch the game, and our car is showcased outside the front gates, and we start it up, rev it up, and people turn their heads and come check us all out, and it's fun. And then we uh, have a few more um, get-togethers with them throughout the year. We have a fair or and a parade, and then uh, a little business fair we go to. So we're kind of sidekicks to each other all year round. And then I'd like to thank uh, Smokey Spur, too, because they're right on the road from us, and they – they deal with us because we're always coming in there. They're giving us food and making us food, and, there's, and we're not a small group of people. We have probably 10 guys in our crew that are pushing 250 and over, so we get a lot of food and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'd like to also thank Club Forest and uh, Central Doors, uh, Swiss Springs, uh, Scott Wimmer. He helps us all a lot with our shocks and um, some other small stuff and and Fero Graphics and Alcool Radiators, Hamersky Farms, Tuchinsky Soils and Designs. And you can find us at uh, Brooks and Field Motorsports on Facebook, or you can just look me up and add me as a friend uh, as Wide Brooks or Wide Brooks Racing. 
um, you'll see a lot of the stuff posted at Brooks and Teal Motorsports, which is which is where you can keep up to date with us. Well, White, we're going to keep up with you, and won't you come back for some more? I'd love to. All right, sir. Thanks for calling in, and uh, hope to see you this winter some. Uh, maybe the All-American. Or maybe the uh, Snowball actually, Derby. Actually, we're talking about coming down to Florida in the, in February. We're going to see how the budget looks for the race team and go from there. But if if I do, I'll let you guys know, and I'll, I'll be excited uh, to get back on the show at some point, too. Thanks for having me, uh, guys. Hey, oh, thank you, welcome. Wyatt. You're welcome to be back on the show anytime, Wyatt, and thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Wyatt. Appreciate it. Glad to meet you the other yeah. night. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Hey, I tell you, uh, that's a heck of a deal to be able to jump in there and uh, $1,800 and bring your car for the season. And you get your it's tires of, all season, too. I didn't realize that. I'd say. Yeah, y'all, yeah. especially y'all, y'all know how important that is. I mean, we've heard of tire bills. It's in line with everybody. Teams paying one weekend for tire bills, Rowdy. Exactly, guys. And that's not saying their tires are out of sight, but that somebody's stepping well, you know in what, there Rowdy? and uh, helping the, the Tundra Series is set up for the uh, local racer like Wyatt who runs at Golden Sands and wants to travel a little bit. He wants to expand and and, and see what it's like to run other tracks. Uh, Wyatt and, and many other drivers, they always have full fields of cars. I was a little surprised they were short at uh, – a little short at uh, Jefferson, but it could be because of the track, because the track can be really tough. It's it's a physical race track, so uh, maybe a few teams decided to skip it. I don't know. Uh, hey, what? Well, yeah, they, yeah. Good looking cars for sure. too. Every one of them. They were all good looking cars. Jeff shot pictures. I post them on my page pages, and and they were absolutely wonderful looking cars. No, no junk. Uh, well, well-run race teams on a on a local budget, uh, without a big budget, uh, and that's what the the Tundra Series is all about. And you know, just to, like you said, the tires and the eighteen hundred dollars you're rendered for the year, and you get all your tires. Basically, you you, you can't beat that. It still is going to cost you some to race, but that takes a big chunk out of it. That's for sure. Well, uh, Jeff, you was there. What'd you think? You got to witness the racing. What what all did I they race it, that night? What's that? What all did they race there? Well, they ran the super late models. They ran uh, the the truck series, uh, and they also ran uh, the legends cars. And it was a it was a very good show. I thought you know, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> That's uh, that's the second time you've been there this year, uh, Jeff, and uh, we enjoyed ourselves the first time. Uh, I enjoy myself, but Jefferson, uh, the track's just conducive to good racing, and uh, I'm glad you got out there and you were able to uh, to set this up for us. This uh, Wyatt was a great guest, and uh, the Tundra Series is a great series, so 
Uh, hopefully, we'll. I have a feeling we may see Wyatt in a few years on the Arca series, Rowdy. Well, we we brought him in Winter Circle right here tonight. Yes, sir, we did. Well, guys, at uh, 7 o'clock at the top of the hour, we're going to have Jason with Brett Holmes Racing Report and uh, give us, of course, you know, we got, we we go back to Pocono at the Mod, Mod 150, the Mod Space 150 at Pocono. Yep, it's going to be on uh, Friday uh, afternoon on Fox Sports 1, Rowdy. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, that's a, a 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Rowdy. So uh, it'll probably be another quick race. Uh, most ARCA races are, and uh, they, they they leave you with wanting more, and and that's that's a key. You want more, so it makes you come back to see it again. Can y'all believe that that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's this is going to be the 65th year that ARCA has been at Pocono. 65th race. Yeah, race. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks, Mark. No, 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 Rowdy. I, I was thinking real quick, and it just kind of clicked with me that I, I just read the same article that you were, you were mentioning, and uh, yeah, I guess the only place that maybe is longer would be Salem, probably, and they just ran their hundredth. So, uh, Salem and and uh, Pocono are the only tracks we run twice a year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and that at Salem was 101, Mark. It was. This past spring was, and Jeff and I were there covering it, and uh, we were wondering if they were going to get it in that day because we had a little rain, but the rain went away, and they got the race in. It was a good race, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to going back there this fall. I, I enjoy Salem immensely. Well, the gates open, according to the schedule, Thursday at noon. The garage opens on Thursday, so that gives them a little time to get started and getting the cars through tech, and then the garage opens back up at 7 on uh, Friday morning, and then they're going to go to racing. It says well, four. typical ARCA schedule. You get one practice qualifying in the race. Am I not mistaken, Rowdy? Uh, let's see. Uh Media, chaplain, racing practice is between at nine to nine uh ten thirty. Okay. And then qualifying lineup. Qualifying let's see starts at one, so they just get one practice. Yep, that's that's the usual ARCA schedule with the exception of speed weeks in, in February. Uh and that's an all whole new ball game all itself. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 a typical ARCA race and uh, one one practice qualifying in the race, and uh, you can squeeze it into two days. But uh, that's why they can get away with having one day events like they did at Lucas Oil. Well, let's just hope for good weather, guys, because 
You know how Pocono is on the second race. It can be a little damp, so we don't want to say it in other words. So, yeah, we'll just use the word damp today. Well, misty. <laughs> it's always misty. It, it can be that too, Rowdy, and a few other words, but we can't mention those on the radio. Yep, that's right. But, no, uh... Pocono is a challenge for any race team being experienced or not experienced. Uh, the unique shape of the track, the unique diff- four, three different turns, uh, you know, you have to uh, make a balance of your car that's, you know, you, you just can't be perfect all the way around, and uh, you have to compensate. And those who compensate best uh, usually win. Well, that's... I tell you guys, when when they start the race, you, there's 15 teams that could win, and that's pretty incredible, that's, right there. Don't you think, Jeff? That's every. That, oh yeah, that's every. That's every race, Rowdy. That's not just Pocono. That's every race we go to. You, you can have 15 guys who can win this, these races. Well, you know, each race that we're at, you look at each other and go, "Well, who do you think?" And uh, first thing comes out of my mouth is named top 10 or. 15 is anybody's game. It's just a guess. Well, you know, Rowdy, Jeff and I looked at each other, and uh, Austin Terrio had just come in for tires and, and was running through the field, and uh, we said, yep, there's our winner. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, and chat. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say, he really didn't have to come through the field because I was surprised when he, he was saying to Mark, I'm like, he just pitted. How can he be in fifth position? Why, why is there so many cars behind? And how does he get so many cars? But I guess there wasn't that many cars on the lead lap. But then uh, then they pitted again. And uh, so, yeah, he. we thought Austin was our winner. Hey, Chad yep. Benning was tough all day, too, guys. That 51 car was uh, right in there, and he, he was saving himself for those tires at the end. Venturini cars, uh, uh, the Mason Mitchell Motorsports car. Uh, we, we could name a few other teams. They were all up there, Rowdy. Uh, those long green flag sessions they did have between the cautions, and most of the cautions, I think, were towards the end of the race anyway, so... Uh, they 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 got some teams down and there were some mishaps. Uh, Chris Anekas was real fast. He got a little damage. He got down a couple laps and and you know things happened with that team. So there but were a lot of race cars. Even Christian was able to finish in the top ten. We can you know why don't we go over the top ten and uh, for the Saturday Saturday's race, Friday's race. Appreciate it. Yeah, give it out, Jeff. As you know, the winner was Dalton Sargent. Uh, second place was Michael Self. Third place, as we were talking about, being strong, was Chad Finley. Uh, fourth place was Austin Perio. Uh, fifth place, Sheldon Creed. Um, sixth place, Gus Dean. Seventh place, Zane Smith. Uh, eighth place was uh, Brett Holmes. Ninth, Shane Lee. And tenth, Christian X. Uh, the margin of victory was like 1.032 seconds. 
And as we said before, there were six cautions for 57 laps. Uh, the time of the race was uh, one hour and 49 minutes and six seconds with an average speed of 75.452 miles per hour. I tell you, that uh, time there, that's pretty incredible on that time. That That's, that's some fast racing. Yeah, if you're averaging 75 miles an hour for a race and you have six cautions, that's really, you're, when you are running those green flag laps, uh, you're really hauling the mail, aren't you? Jeff, you was there hauling the mail? Hauling the mail. They were. Uh, I, I, Lucas Oil Raceway is a deceptively fast racetrack. Uh, it's a big, bigger than a half mile. It's it's over six tenths. Uh, you're running in the middle towards the top of the turns instead of at the bottom of the turns on both ends. Uh, it's it's a very interesting facility. Great facility to watch racing at. Uh, anything that runs there usually puts on a really good race. Well, it was uh, it looked good on TV, guys. Uh, you know. Being there live makes a lot of difference, but it looked good on TV. Well, this is the third or fourth year in a row that Jeff and I have been down there for the doubleheader race at uh, at Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, it's kind of a, one of our once midsummer look forward tos, and uh, we really enjoyed ourselves this year. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to being. I hope they. The, that Bob Sargent and, and Adam Mackey pull it off and uh, have another show there again next year. Hey, and uh, kudos to Adam and Bob. You know, a great show they put on, and we appreciate the help they give us. We certainly do, Rowdy. Uh, they make it they make it possible for us to get to these a lot of these races that otherwise maybe we wouldn't. So. Uh, Adam's been a great contact. I, I emailed with him quite often. We talked with the track a little bit. We found a few minutes just to chat. Great guy. Uh, we're going to have him on the show in another couple weeks before the Springfield race, and we'll have him on the show before the uh, the, the coin race. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll be off on uh, Labor Day because we'll be at the coin, Rowdy. Yeah, that falls on Labor Day, don't it? That's a Monday, and uh, uh, we'll have to figure out something for that night if we're both at the races, or all three of us are there. <laughs> yeah, a live show from the racetrack. That's well, that's, we do we, <laughs> we do we do know I know the mayor there at the coin. <laughs> that's right. You did get to meet him, didn't you, Rowdy? Yeah, nice man. Unlike. Jack Wagon runs my town. Well, we talk that, only about the good stuff on our show, so we won't talk about your mayor. That's right. We'll leave him out. If he says anything, <laughs> it's not the truth. Let's, hey, guys, let's stop and take a little break here just a minute. <clears throat> At the floor of Bama Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the 
south Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow Changed after those white sugar strands To the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air He had his force rose through the roof Spread in the message of his undisputed truth Like an old time revival His old spirits gave him wings Said this is the promised land It's one of the hardest things in me If you get that special feeling That goes deep into your bones If you've been moved by power grooves Coming out of muscle shows Y'all have down here Smoky days and dreamland ribs Watch out when I go big Can't replace him Montgomery And you know he saw the light Can't nothing like those sweet magnolia nights It's the tight curves of a southern girl In those town day nights Alabama gang from Hewittown A rocket city right Guys, if that don't get you fired up, you're not gonna be fired up. Put me on mute. Hmm? You put me on mute. That's when you heard the beep. That's a mute button. Uh, uh, Todd, you're live. Yeah, Bob. Oh, you're I'm live. Still live. You, yeah, you and Don, you and Don, y'all, y'all live. We got Don and uh, Todd called in here. Don, what you think about the race Friday night? Oh, it was great. You know, I hated to see the guy. Um, have engine problems right there at the it's leading all the lap. Yeah, but come all. Todd, what you did you get to watch the race, Todd? No, there was one race I did miss, but I did watch the Xfinity and Sprint uh, Monster Cup. 
Well, Todd, you got the Watkins Glen coming up here. Tell us a few minutes. Let's let's talk in a few minutes about Watkins Glen. Yeah, that's in two weekends. Uh, this coming weekend, we all know they're at Pocono. Wishing I had the money to go, but, you know, I had to make my home tractor, otherwise they'd want to yell at me. And uh, Watkins Glen is going to be a good good race. Um I believe in three years in a row, it's going to sell out. That's pretty good, Todd. I wouldn't count, I wouldn't count your fingers on that one. Well, it's a different crowd there than there was. At Indy, I, I want to tell you guys, I think, that's my personal opinion, need to move on, guys, from there. I like where we're at. Lucas on the raceway. What about y'all? You know what, oh, Roddy, even the uh, Xfinity Series used to run over there, and that place used to be packed, and it used to be a great race. I wish they would have never left there and stayed there because that uh, was one of the best races over there. I, I, I know you're right. Uh, Jeff and I have seen some really good racing through the years, the Xfinity Series, uh, other stock car series, uh uh, I've, I've liked going down there for, you know, I've been going down there for over 20 years, Rowdy. So, uh, great, great racetrack, yeah. fun racetrack, competitive racetrack. Uh, let's hope that ARCA keeps going back there. And, uh, yeah, it was, and, and a side note, it happened to be the hottest day of the year at Indianapolis uh, on Friday. So, uh, that may have affected the, the crowd a little bit at, at IRP. Yeah. Well, guys, we're all spoiled air conditioning. You know it. I know it. I am. Y'all are. We all are. Well, Rowdy, when we're at the racetrack in the middle of the summer, like we did at uh, Gateway and like Jeff and I did at uh, Iowa, what's the first thing we find? The media center where they have air conditioning. (laughs) Makes a difference, don't it, guys? And free food. (laughs) Yeah, and food, food and drink. Uh, uh, it's it's a nice uh, little respite to to be able to go and sit down and cool off, have a cool drink, and uh, talk about the day's activities and uh, get things set up for Monday night's show. Well, uh, what's it? It's uh, tonight. Four days. Four days. Yeah, four to, days uh, until we have uh, Pocono. They start unloading and start putting, getting ready for the next show. Yeah, I always think of the the the, the Praters. Nobody makes the longer haul than the Praters every week. Yep. Uh, Thomas, no more got home. He had to go play at a charity softball game at the uh, the baseball stadium there where the Mobile Biscuits are. So he didn't know. He got to, he got to stretch out on the diamond after that long ride back. Which compared to them, it's not as they could have been worse. They've been to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? He he made the commitments. That's one of the reasons we uh, we like talking with Thomas. And Thomas is such a great guy. And 
willing to go out of way out of his way to to help out anybody that asks him to do it. Yeah, on the last lap, I seen him. He got to kiss the wall at Lucas Oil Raceway. He just wanted a little souvenir for take home with him. That's all, Rowdy. Yeah, he brought some some of the wall, some of that dust home. I'm sure. Don, how did uh, Wayne finish up? How'd they do it? Lucas Oil. Uh, let me see. Um, Don finished 27th and Mark finished 19th. Mark, I seen he raced, what, 151, like 151 laps. Yeah, he finished uh, 19th. They were both still excited before the race, Don and Rowdy. Uh, we, we talked with both Mark and Con. They had brand-new tires, and uh, you should have seen the smiles on their faces, and I really feel bad for Con having the problems he did so early, and uh, uh, he was looking forward to a good race, too. Uh, Mark had a good one, and, and I think Con could have also. Did he blow a motor? You know what, Don? I'm not sure what happened. They were smoking quite heavily. They came back out and ran a few laps, and they weren't smoking. But then Khan came back in and and pulled her in after that. So, yeah, they 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 had it figured up that they, you know, they're not going to go out there and run laps if they can't pick up position. You know, they're pretty smart with that. You know, but yeah, uh, well. uh, the, the budget of the team just doesn't allow you to just run all, any old time and all the time, does it, Don? No, it doesn't. Don, you've been hanging out with Arca for a while with uh, Wayne and his group. What do you think of the racing has been like in the last two years? Oh, you know, it's it's been good. You know, you can see a decline. Uh, you know, you see teams come and go. You know, uh one one of them, one of them in, that everybody knows is the uh, R- Rolo brothers. You know they were they were there for five or six years and they just totally disappeared. You yeah, know, they uh, run an occasional uh, car for uh, Roush Fenway Development drivers now, Dan. You know, but it, I've been I've been going with Wayne since 2006, and uh, you know it's, I've seen everything. Under the sun happened. I, I remember uh, first first couple of years we went to Talladega. There were sixty something cars down there trying to uh, make a forty three car field. You know. Well, Don, the economy makes it so bad that even the cup fields aren't even starting forty cars right now. There's thirty six, oh, yeah. seven, thirty eight cars starting fields. It's it's sad, and then there's nobody in the grandstands either. So uh, there's just something not right going on there. Something's not something's not right. You know, when the ARCA series can bring that many people to an ARCA race that had that they were they were on Sunday, whether the whether the heat was doing it to them, but I wouldn't think that because half of Indianapolis is covered with um, canopy. Right. That's right. I wouldn't think the heat would have done it to them, you know. And I don't think they were having a golf thing, but it was overseas, so that wasn't it. So I don't know where everybody was. 
They had, a, they, had a, they had a decent crowd there. Uh, it wasn't a bad crowd. It just wasn't a real good crowd. And those grandstands are awful big. There's a lot more seating there than you realize uh, at, at Lucas Oil. Would you say so, Jeff? Oh, yeah. But I think they're talking, I think he's talking about the Cup Series, though. More. Yeah, I was about enough seating for a Cup Series race, but there's more than enough series seating for an Xfinity Series and or a Truck Series race. Uh, either one of those, I'd, I'd pay money to go and see. So, uh, uh, and that's saying something. Yeah. Well, I think Xfinity needs to go back there because there's no need yeah, for them to have that big facility for. That man, that few of people. They're not going to go I, back, right? It's the old mighty dollar. Oh, I know, I know. They're not going to say they're wrong by leaving to begin with, but they're wrong. Sorry. Even even the uh, the uh, the ratios on on, on weekly uh, afternoons that the the two different networks cover say the same thing that, that they really need to go back to Lucas Oil Raceway Park and, and get out of Indy because it just isn't a good fit. And after watching the crowd yesterday at, at Indy, I don't know if Cup's a good fit. And, you know, Rowdy, you may be right. It may be time. Well, I'm going to tell you, you go to Iowa and you'll sell out every race, every time. I was a nice facility, a nice modern facility. Uh, what a! Uh, I, I can't think of anything bad about it. Can you, Jeff? No, I, I was very impressed with Iowa. Modern, up to date. Well, it's fairly new, but still, you know, Rusty Wallace owns it. And he he knew he knows what they need, and he did it out there at that track. It's well maintained facility, and it's a it's a well laid out facility too. Yeah. Uh, Stephen won the first thing I guess would be parking in the infield. You can only do so much about that, but we got lucky enough and found a spot. Well, they deal with they. Hey, look, they deal with Martinsville and Bristol. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about tight facilities? Hey guys, did y'all see the what the plans for renovation for Richmond? I haven't seen the plans. I just know that they've been talking about doing it for a while now. Well, they're going to do it uh, after the last, starting after the September race. It'll be ready for the spring race. Well, luckily they have a more tepid winter than we do up here because if we had to deal with the winters we have they wouldn't be able to get it done in that short a period of time it's really going I've watched races infield Richmond it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool it's the same way Mark you just sit and spin around the whole time watch them go round and round and round well, Rowdy, Jeff and I have had the pleasure of being at Richmond also, but not from the infield portion of it. And uh, we uh, we had a great weekend. We, we enjoyed the racing. It was good racing. Uh, the weather played a little bit of a factor, but even then, uh, it, it was just a good time. And 
if it wasn't such a long drive, I'd like to go back and do it again. And then maybe we'll, the three of us will have to meet up there and do that. Yep, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Next time will be an easier trip just for the two of us, Mark. We were struggling going down there the last time. Well, that's true, Jeff, because you and I both had to drive the first portion one ourselves, and uh, that's a long haul. We left early in the morning and got there just in time to watch the uh, K&N series race, and uh, that got rained out, and kind of Jeff and I were kind of glad. Uh, they got so many laps in, and they called it because of rain, and uh, we went back and got some sleep. Well, it's good to have some relief driving there. It is. Jeff and I have been good about, you know, sharing the drive. You know, if it's over eight hours, he's great about helping and jumping in. If it's under eight hours, I can usually pull it off pretty good. But it's nice to have the company, and uh, I always enjoy having Jeff with me. Well, I just need to get Don a cot so he can be comfortable while he sleeps all the way. (laughs) That's right. Well, that's why Don's got to get that motor home. Yeah, so I can sleep on the way. There you go, Rowdy. You wouldn't be able to uh, sleep. No, that's right. I'd have to get some kind of sleeping pill, a bottle of them to, to go back and lay down while Don's driving me down the interstate at 70 miles an hour. Hey, guys, listen, <laughs> I'm going to bring on uh, Jason with the Brett Holmes Racing Report. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Jason. Hey, guys, how we doing? Doing good, Jason. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fine. It's good to talk to you guys. Yeah, good. Windshield time, Jason. That's what we got now. Every time we go to the race. I'm telling you. I hear you, man. It's it's been a good it's been a good run lately, you know. It's everything's been going pretty well. Anything new with you guys? Anything exciting going on? Here's my perspective. Hey, if uh, Brett can't do any good at Pocono, just stick Mike Abram in the car. <laughs> just stick Mike in the car. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. let Mike know about that. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll let I, him know. I, we'll talk to we'll talk to Stacy and Brett about it too. We'll see. So that turns out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure that thought we won't get too much thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think it'll get too much thought. <laughs> but he does do a great job. Kind of rolling into kind of a car chief for us right now with when Sam took over. Mike's kind of moved into the, the car chief position. He's doing a great job. We really like having him a part of the team. He really but, does. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys you guys definitely know you guys know him and you you've talked about him before, but he does do a great job for us. Well Jason, we're seventh in points and uh still battling for rookie of the year. Oh yeah. So, you know, we you know, and the thing about this weekend and you know, we had we had an eighth place eighth eighth place run at Lucas Hole. And it from where we were in practice and where we were with the car, we finally figured out a few things this weekend to get the setup of the car kind of where we want it. So we struggled early in this race this past weekend being tight, which has been something very normal for us all season. Uh tight off the corner, not a lot of drive off the corner. So uh, we figured out some things, and there was a moment in that race, late in the race, um, just past halfway, where we were running about 11 to 13th, and after a restart, we got all the way up to 6th, and we were running, you know, we were just 
Brett was slicing through the field, and we really, you know, we, we found something out because we, uh, we had overcorrected on the initial tightness and, and loosened the car up too much, and then we kind of brought it back just a hair and really found the, the happy median with the car. So we figured a few things out that allowed us to, first of all, move up. You know, we were running about 11th to 14th in practice, so we qualify in the top 10. And then we kind of fall back as the race starts. So we figured some things out, got us back up towards the front during the race, have a consistent finish, finish the race. We didn't quite beat Gus this week, so um, he'll he'll take this week's um, the nod this week in the rookie race. But I tell you what, that's been an exciting race. I mean, if you look at it week after week, Brett will win one week uh, or finish better one week, and Gus will finish better the next week. So it's just been back and forth. That's turned into a really good battle, but we like Gus, and uh, he's a good guy, and uh, we're definitely excited to to be in that race. Um, and definitely moving forward, um, you know, we don't have as many races left. We still have a, a handful of races left, but we feel like we're finally turning a corner. You know, we, we got behind, of course, with, with having all the issues early in the season, um, and then again with the crew chief change, and now Sam's come in, and we just see so many different things, and I'm seeing so many different things that are really kind of moving um, and keeping the team moving towards um, that eventual win and, and starting to finish better and find more consistency. The day after we, we left uh, Lucas Oil, we went to Winchester and had a really great test session um, all day over there and then drove back later that night and we found out a lot of things and played with a lot of different setups over in Winchester and I think that um, we'll be really good at that race. Brett loves Winchester so I really think Winchester is going to be a really good race for us um, and then this week uh, so Pocono. Pocono didn't go too well for us last time. I mean it was just kind of a, a boring. We were, four, we were a 14th place car. We ran 14th and we finished 14th so uh, we're we should be um, showing up for the track this week with a new car, a new intermediate car. Um, not a hundred percent on that yet, just depending on um, if if the guys can get it finished in the shop. Um, but uh, we, it should be done and ready to go. And we're excited about um, that new intermediate car. We think it can do some some good, especially at, at Pocono where we've lacked a little bit. I feel like in Arrow, so. Uh, moving forward, we think the aero setup on this car is a little better, and a few other things. Just trying to, you know, you, you got to play catch up all the time in racing, and we've seen some some teams in the past start doing some things. That's why a lot of a lot of them were kind of outrunning us at Pocono. So, I mean, we we go from we won the race last year, even though we weren't the fastest car with Grant, but uh, we still won that race, have a 14th. I hope we can find somewhere in the middle of that 14th and the the win we had last year, you know, have a solid finish, keep going in the points, keep going in the rookie points. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we've kind of re-examined where we are in the points. You know, third place and rookie of the year would be really great for us right now. We feel like that's kind of the bar uh, or the goal right now. So we're working hard to, to – you know, make that happen, the guys in the shop. There's been just a change in the attitudes and Sam's come on. You know, we've talked about that, and we feel like just how everybody's, you know, we're we're excited to get to the racetrack a little more so than we were early in the season, 
and now we're just kind of um, make you know we're we we found things that we hadn't seen in the past. So we're every week we're, week we're getting better. Brett's getting better. Everybody on the team is growing in some way every week, and it's it's really been fun to watch this team progress over the season. You know, we we've had some growing pains, but um, for a a young new race team that's competing. Uh, in the ARCA Racing Series against some teams that have been in the sport for many, many years with with um, all these resources and different things. You know, we're holding our own, and we feel like uh, we're going to give these boys a good run towards the end of the season. And, and I think if you didn't know who Brett Holmes is and who Brett Holmes Racing is, uh, when, when you saw the Daytona race um, by Kansas and Kentucky, you're going to know who we are. So we feel like we've, we've done a good job with that. Um, but uh, just just going to keep on rolling and uh, keep on grinding. And uh, I know Brett's excited for the rest of the season. The team's excited. So uh, Pocono next, and then we'll go hit some short tracks and dirt tracks and finish strong, finish as strong as we can. And and uh, just like I said, just, just make a good run and stay consistent. Well, Brett, you know, uh, Gustine's no joke, so – I mean, he's got good quality talent. He's fighting back and forth for the rookie of the year. And I think you've got a, a, an achievable goal. And Brett's learned a lot this year. And, uh, hey, I, I see a really, really bright future next year in ARCA for Brett. Yeah, I think definitely we're, we're, we're um, seeing some some exciting things develop for the team and for Brett. And, you know, I, I think the future – Regardless of where Brett is, it's it's very bright because you know I just think his talent level. Uh, once he we've talked about it before, once he gets the equipment lined up with his talent level, uh, the sky's the limit for that kid, and uh, it couldn't happen to a a better a better guy in my opinion. Somebody who really embodies what racing is in the South, a driver that grew up at the dirt tracks, who you know has it running through his blood. No, nobody, you know, has given Brett anything in his career, and he's earned every bit of it. So um, it's it's good to see guys like that really succeed, and I'm just – I'm very blessed to be a part of it to, to get the message out and, uh, and and to tell everybody about who this guy is and, and how great he will be one day. Well, we appreciate you each. Before each race, coming on and doing the Brett Holmes report, racing report jason you've done a great job tell us uh sponsors and where we can follow brett absolutely so uh guys go online to www.brettholmes.com we got a great website i update it weekly uh, and sometimes more than weekly uh you'll find everything there our facebook page at brett holmes racing uh twitter instagram all the great social media sources we use it all melts together on our um, websites you can find them there at Brett Holmes underscore two. Uh, we'd like to thank Southern States Bank, who's been a great partner with us this season, as well as Veterans Oil and Homes to Excavation. So uh, good to see you guys. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, I'll catch you this weekend at Pocono. I don't know if you guys are going, but if not, we'll see you in the next few weeks, no doubt. And uh, thanks for always having me on, and I really enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jason. All right, guys. Don trying to fill the seat when the man don't need to be filled there. <laughs> I just getting in a plug for Mike Abram. 
Mike's in love right now. Hey guys, listen, I want to welcome Nick. Listen, I want to welcome Nick Hurd into the Rowdy Maglide show, and we're going to talk a little bit of NASCAR since he's come on up and let him tell us about his page. Welcome, Nick. Hey guys, how's it going? How y'all doing? Great. Good, Nick. How's uh, fatherhood treating you? Fatherhood's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I'm hoping uh, she she gets caught up on a some kind of sleep schedule here soon, but not quite yet. <laughs> She'll be a month old tomorrow. Wow! Is it, <laughs> but, holy cow! It's been that long since we've talked to you. Yeah, it, time. I tell you what, time has flown by. It it doesn't seem like it, but I can't believe she's she already going to be a month yet. tomorrow. You know, oh. <laughs> no, no, that's not for a long, long time. Well, Nick, I can't wait to see her and hold her there in the spring, man. I know y'all bringing her on oh, down yeah. and letting her bring her into Talladega, and I can't wait to see her. Oh, yeah. That, uh, if I don't take her to Daytona in February, she'll, she'll, Talladega will be her first race. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen it. I, I helped run a page race fan. Uh, on Facebook, um, and I, I like to talk all all kinds of things surrounding NASCAR in general. Um, but before I talk all that, I got to watch the uh, I finally got to watch the ARCA race from Iowa because my cable provider doesn't even allow me to get Mab TV, which really ticks me off. Um, but I just watched that race today, and I tell you what. Um, and I was just uh, reading up on um, th- this previous race in uh, Lucas Oil Raceway, and uh, holy heck, Dalton Sargent wasn't joking around when he said he was going to try and, uh, you know, give them a run for their money at the end of the season in Austin Terrio, because um, I know Austin's been pretty hot this season, and to see Dalton go back-to-back, back-to-back wins, I'm interested to see how they do at Pocono, which I think Pocono, the Pocono race will actually be on, uh, I think it's Fox a live one. race. Yeah, it is yeah. Fox 1, so, FS1. And, yeah, and I, if I know the ARCA race is on, I'm going to watch it because um, with me, I'll watch anything. But um, that's why I'm pissed off I don't get Mav TV. But, yeah, I'm interested to see that points battle between those two. Um, and I know you, you guys were – talking with um, uh, guys from Brett Holmes and how how that team's coming up. So I was looking at the points just now and looking at it and stuff. So I'm interested to see if Dalton Sargent's able to close that gap and gain on Austin. So that that's going to be pretty interesting to watch, I think, throughout the rest of the year because I think they're just over halfway through their season right now. So, um, But – yeah, as far as the NASCAR stuff goes, there's been, of course, all kinds of talk about, um, you know, silly season and switching rides, who's going where. And it, If you don't have anything to talk about, that's that's one thing where you kind of guess your way through what could happen, what might happen. There's so much talk about uh, what drivers are going to wear. And for the longest time, of course, it was the 88, who's going to take over that car. Um, so... Uh, so then they announced Hendrick Motorsports announced that uh, you know Alex Bowman's going to take over that car 
of course, that's mixed opinions um, because that page, I, I get to see everybody's opinion, which I do enjoy. Um, so there's about a thousand different opinions on that. Some say he doesn't deserve it. Some say he do. I, my personal opinion, I say he does because he completely put his racing and driving career on hold for a year to get that ride. And I know he does a lot for that team, but he hasn't been racing at all. So, And a lot of people fail to realize that he's already got two seasons under his belt. Um, it was just with a low-budget team. And most people think that he's some rookie and that the only races he did was towards the end of last year. But a lot of people don't realize that he actually raced two full seasons uh, with BK Racing, I believe it was, in Toyotas. So he's got experience at most of these tracks already, if not all of them. Um, so, you know, and I think he proved last year at Phoenix um, how good of a driver he is when he has good equipment. So, uh, But a lot of people now are talking as far as uh, where Matt Kenseth might go because according to Kenseth, he still wants to race. So you got Furniture Row that says they don't know if the 77 car is going to run next year. Blaney's going to more than likely go into a third Penske car, the number 12, which leaves the number 21 open. Uh, a lot of talk about Casey Kane. Uh, a lot of talk about Danica. May not be back in the 10 car, so like I said, it's, there's a lot to talk about on the front of Silly Season, but as far as the racing this past weekend as far uh, with Xfinity and Cup, uh, Xfinity Series came out with a new package for Indianapolis because if, if you paid attention to those races the last few years, they've been pretty lackluster, and Xfinity finally made an adjustment on those cars, a different aero package. They actually ran restrictor plates, and the racing was pretty darn good. Uh, they added ducks into the front ends of the cars and were able to produce more drag so cars wouldn't get such a big lead. And if you were behind a car, you could catch a draft. They took about two. 200 horsepower, 200 to 250 horsepower away from the cars um, in the Xfinity series. And there's plenty of times where they were two and three wide going through the corners where it used to be single car and that was it. Uh, so the Xfinity race, I got to rewatch that today or, or watch it today. I didn't get to see it Saturday. And that was actually a pretty good race. Uh, it wasn't a one man show. Uh, Kyle Busch, a lot of people say he's king of the minors, and to be honest, he he led, but he wasn't dominating that race. Nobody really was. So it was it was a good race to watch. And then we had a cup race yesterday. That was pretty intense. Uh, I felt like that was a lot like the Daytona 500 this year, where it was nothing but a wreck fest. I think the first half of that race, you know, was pretty tame, and then... Uh, as soon as that third stage started, it, it seemed like they were all out. And um, heck, that just—if you—if you did any kind of uh, fantasy league stuff, whether NASCAR.com, Yahoo, or DraftKings, or anything like that, uh, you probably didn't fare so well because you probably went with the big name drivers that have been doing good, like Larson, Truex, Kyle Busch, that have been running pretty good. And that's exactly what I did yesterday. And my fantasy lineup was second to worst. So that tells you how unpredictable some of these races can be. I have to say that that was one of the 
the better uh, Indianapolis races I've seen with NASCAR in a long time. So um, I don't I don't know if you could base it off the uh, stage format or not, but uh, you know they're they're talking about maybe possibly changing uh, the way they do things at Indianapolis for the Cup Series, but. Heck, if it's anything like it was yesterday, I say you don't even bother touching it. And the rules package they had for Xfinity, I'd say keep that rules package there uh, because it, it proved to be a pretty good race on Saturday. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to talk about here lately in the in NASCAR in general um, as far as, like I said, silly season and driver swaps and who's going where and doing what. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about Dodge probably coming back to NASCAR next year, uh, going into speed weeks this year, but it turns out the last couple of weeks I've read a lot about how basically now Dodge says they're not going to be able to do it, so don't expect Dodge to be coming back into NASCAR anytime soon, but of course NASCAR always says they're talking to other manufacturers and trying to get new OEMs into the sport, so um, yeah. It all depends on what you want to talk about. NASCAR's got a lot, a lot of different storylines, and trust me, the fans have many, many much opinions on it. So, um, yeah. Well, you're never going to make nobody, Nick. You're never going to make nobody happy who goes in that '88 car. It's called oh, the guy no. that was in there left. I, you know, they should just maybe temporarily change it till everybody forgets a little while. Mark, what do you think? Uh... Well, Nick had a lot of interesting uh, perspectives. Uh, uh, I'm just kind of sitting there mulling all what he what he just went over, and uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 a time will tell situation, and uh, uh, for for not just you know the '88 for NASCAR and period, so uh, things have to change or. They'll be like Barnum and Bailey Circus, Rowdy, and we've said it before. They're gone. Doesn't mean NASCAR can't be gone too. That's right, Nick. We Nick dropped off on us there. I don't know if changing okay. eighty-eight number run him off or <laughs> he dropped. But you know, hey, you're not gonna make everybody happy who goes in that eighty-eight car. I'm sorry, no. Alex Bowman. Hey, he he may be the best thing that's ever been on on between two pieces of bread. Hey, he's he's uh, Venturini. He's an Arca prodigy kid. So, I and like Nick said, you know, he he drove the Dr Pepper car. It's not his first. It's not his first Cup race. No, he has some experience, and uh, he showed what he could do in a a well run team. And uh, yeah, I, I wish him the best of luck. He he deserves nothing but that. And if that don't work out, they got Don. You're you're still available, aren't you, Don? Don? Oh yeah, yeah. I could jump in the car tomorrow. Yeah, I can too, but that don't mean I can race. I've logged I've logged many miles around Wayne's yard in a race car. <laughs> hey, anybody? Next time y'all at the race, we got to find out about Bobby. I and Heard nothing, no updates on him. Yeah, well, if he's still down and out, then maybe I can drive. <laughs> well, it was at the, it was at the Pocono race he got injured at last time. Yeah. 
Well, Don, you got anything? Because we're fixing to close this baby out. No, I can't think of anything, you know. I just, you know, I'll be watching Friday on Friday's Pocono race. I think it's coming on FS1, isn't it? That's correct. An afternoon race. I think 4 o'clock our time. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But I'll be tuned in watching them go in circles, and maybe Todd, maybe Todd can take a picture of a turn four for me. Now Todd's not going to be there. He's saving oh, yeah. his change for Watkins Glen. Oh, all right. I see how he is. He's all right, Jeff. Watkins Glen, Dan. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He'll get you four, five, six, and seven. I get it. I get him finally turn ten up there at Watkins Glen. Cricket. <laughs> hey Jeff. Yo. Uh, what you got to talk about before we get out of here? We still got about twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. What? What do you, how do you want to close this out? I uh, just want to uh, looking forward to an exciting race at Pocono this weekend. And uh, me and Mark will be hitting the dirt track for the World of Outlaws on Saturday night up in Wilmont Speedway in Wilmont, Wisconsin. I just want to give a shout-out to our roving reporter from last Saturday in Virginia at Langley Speedway. Hey, and I appreciate it. I would have used his videos, but he had the video camera upside down and it videoed it. And me with uh, oh, really? technology, a lack of technology couldn't spin them around. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so mentioned to him that his camera was filming upside down. The first one he sent me actually was right, but you know the quality of the first one was really kind of fuzzy. Yeah. But the pictures turned out great. I mean, there were several people asked me, "Was I there?" Yeah, they usually hey, do. Hey, the Mullins, uh, Dana, uh, Willie Mullins' girlfriend, she was there, but she, Willie wasn't there. I was one. I had texted her back, was Willie there racing? But now she was there uh, with some friends. Seems like they had a good car count, and it seems like a lot of cars finished that race, too. I was surprised. Hey, what about... Uh, you, Denny Hamlin, it was Denny Hamlin's first stock car win there. Yep. And they're bringing back the Denny Hamlin race, and he, the, the charity race he usually has there every year. It's been on a hiatus for the last couple of years, but they're bringing that back next year too now. Well, a nice, clean-looking track also. The pictures I've seen, it was, you know, another nice place that you don't mind. It's safe. Bring the kids and come out and watch racing. Well, that's a new that's a new track me and Mark got to get to when we get get down to Virginia. We kind of beat the path out to uh, Wisconsin this year, hadn't you? <laughs> yep. We'll be we'll be going there some more, Rowdy. Yeah, I know. They uh, y'all got the path beat down, and I guess now all you got to do is just keep the gate open and keep going. That's pretty much it, Rowdy. The all the rest of the tracks are. We've been to, and 
looking forward to it. I, I've got a couple big ones coming up. But like Jeff said, we'll be at Wilmot Speedway seeing the World of Outcourt Sprint Car Series and uh, looking forward to that. It's it's a little different. It's it's not a stock car, and uh, I enjoy the racing. It's it's a nice change of pace. Well, Mark, what you got to close in on tonight? Another good show, Rowdy. I was really impressed with Wyatt. I'm glad we got him on the show tonight. He was a good interview, and uh, I wish him all the best in uh, his racing endeavors. And uh, hope to have him on the show again sometime in the future, and maybe we'll have him on as an ARCA winner sometime. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Jeff got out there. We, we made another contact. Uh, that's what it's all about is the more contacts we get, the better off we're going to be. So, Everybody have a good week, and we'll see you next week. All right, guys. I'm going to kind of slide out of here. Until uh, next, what, next Monday night? Uh, it's Rowdy Maglite I, time. I'm Rowdy, and I'm out of here, guys. Keep that light shining. And, uh, hey, y'all shoot them pictures over, and we'll download them. Follow us on Facebook. Sidetown Mark, Rowdy Maglite Racing, the Rowdy Maglite Show. We got, we, hey, we'll keep you somewhat informed. Everybody was happy with what Jeff and his son sent over. So, guys, looking for some more. Till next Monday night.